is knowledge. Welcome to my podcast on anchor.fm where you can list on any mobile device, your phone, your tablet, your um, laptop, any device, and just simply press record and you can add different music, different messages, anything that you can think of and just speak your truth um so welcome and i hope you enjoy the queen's knowledge podcast Ashe. Shay Jackson from Shay's Heart to Heart. So introduce yourself, Shay. Hey, my name is Lashay Jackson. I also have a podcast, Shay's Heart Heart to Heart. I am a Memphis native, and yes, I'm a nameless baby. All right. <laughs> me and Shay, we've been, <coughs> excuse me, me and Shay, we've been rocking about almost two years now i've known you almost two years it's just not it's a long time yeah i've been knowing her for two years you know i have appliances i have appliances that last long than that so you <laughs> you know my appliances I, I have i have friends that left way before two years so yeah, you're right okay yes, two years <sighs> yes well this is my um as you can tell from our um interaction with itself it's it's very interesting um times that we have dynamics <laughs> amongst each other so we also have um mr uh courtney Gibbs. yeah 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 
Yeah, this is my my brother from another mother. We've been we've from been we've been kicking in and hanging out since ninth grade, Frazier High School days. <laughs> and he also has a podcast. And what's the name Hello, of your podcast? Solo Dolo Mike. Take me out. Yes, also on Anchor. So um we're gonna be speaking about shadow work. So if you don't know what shadow work is, I have talked about it in my previous segment. So Mm -hmm. it's just basically dealing with the inner trauma, the inner child, just the inner um, issues that we try to, you know, bury and not, you know, try to show the world. So Shay, so what have you done or what do you know about shadow work? Shadow work has been my biggest transformative just tool period and when i i remember when i was i i can i can go back to four years i can even go back to the last month i've been i've been reading sacred woman by queen afu i think i'm saying her name right and i Afua. actually <clears throat> huh afua, afua. <clears throat> so excuse me queen afua if you listen to this <laughs> I love you. Yes, yeah, she will but be listening to this because I, I love her. You my idol. I love you, Queen. I've been, I've been doing a lot of I've I've been doing a lot of lot of work and W W O M B, and I'm learning that as a woman we have a sacred inner space that we have to learn how to heal and fast and cultivate the best our best selves. And to add on on one of your one of your segments, you mentioned that which blew my mind. That we we can heal or we can create generational wealth or we can uh we can cure generational curses through healing our womb. Yes. Even even though we had children already, well we well we perpetuate that through our cycles of this healing, healing from within. So I thought that was unique. But my particular healing has been my father wound. And a, a father wound is when you're it's like it's it's not necessarily absentee father, but sometimes it's perceived need. Growing up, my dad he was an alcoholic, but he was a very good father. I mean, when I say he taught me how to cook, taught me how to clean, took my first date, all that, woo woo, everything, best father you could ever ask for. But he drank, and he was known as as an alcoholic. His personality changed. He's my best friend. I mean, any guy I've dated, he knows about them. I can ask, I can even to this day, it's, hey, dad, da, da, da. and we actually just went to a grocery store, and I realized I, 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 my mannerisms come from my father. I have features like my father. I act just like him. My work ethic is just like my dad's. My dad worked, my dad used to work so freaking hard. He would come home and still be working. I, like, like, literally up to, like, he used to always be doing something. He he was not an idle man. And I realized I'm the exact same way. And it frustrates the hell out of me because sometimes, even when I want to stop, I can't because I'm like, no, nah, I got this to do. 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 And so I have to force myself to relax. But that's the, uh, but I can say the father wound came from when he used to drink, it was like this level of I don't know. I just felt as if he was not always aware, and was not always there when he when he could have been, right. and or emotionally he was not emotional after my mom died, and so I was picking up his slack, and so I became 
like a parent to him, like, dad, don't drink today. Or I, I became his parent. And so I never got a chance to be that child. And so we had this really unhealthy, emotional relationship. Mm -hmm. Even though we were like, we were like best friends and parents, but I, I felt like for a great deal of time, I was his parent. And so when I got older and I got married and had children and moved away and everything, it's like, we don't talk like we used to. And it was just always where he would, he would dump his emotional garbage on me. And when I blocked it, it was like our relationship kind of just messed up. But I realized I had to set up an emotional boundary with my dad. But now we have a very healthy relationship now that I have done that. And while I was in the process of healing my father wound, which I didn't know I was healing that part because I'm just going through healing. I didn't know it was a father wound. But I realized my relationship with men changed. I saw men in a healthy light. I can submit. I can actually be a wife, a better wife. I found that I can receive help from men better. I found that all those different masculine features out that I was showing, it came from a father wound because I was trying to be that person. I couldn't, I I, I didn't know how to receive from a man. Because so, so would you say that, you know, basically shadow, shadow work is just basically recognizing yeah. what the trauma that you had in your youth and seeing that how it affects you now mm -hmm. and the ways that you deal with it. Right. And it and I can say that father wound, it, it affected every one of my romantic relationships. Cause I was looking for my father, not the not the negative sides of him, but all the like the positive parts, parts of him. Like a man that's a stable, a man that's even though we had a bad emotional relationship, we still had a, a very close connection. So he was my best friend. We talked, we walked, we cooked together. I mean, uh, we just did everything together. And my dad taught me what a husband should be. My dad taught me about how to be feminine. My dad taught me, well, this is what you should expect on the date. My dad taught me how to drive. My dad taught me everything I know as far as relationships. And even to this very day, certain features, certain things I'm looking for, like those things my dad taught me. Mm -hmm. Even though we... We had bad ties, but he taught me how to love myself. He told me I'm beautiful. He told me never never to allow anyone to use me. He taught me how to use my common sense. If uh, He taught me how to um, how to take care of cars. He taught me how to do everything I know how to do. If I got locked outside, I know how to do it. I know how to get, I know how to, <laughs> I know how to get in the house. It was a situation where we were locked out of the house and <laughs> Courtney was there and I was like, my common sense started kicking in. Maybe my dad's side or something. <laughs> because I end up opening up the back window, had my daughter go through, uh, through the through the bathroom window and open the front door. Right. And my dad taught me how to survive. And so because of him, I can hustle. I can I can be an entrepreneur. I can be a mom. I can juggle things because of my dad. Okay. So Courtney, what is shadow work to you? Mm. Well, really, with me, I say really get past, I don't want to say pain, but you know, the, the, the trouble moments I had based when I was a kid. Yeah, I was not a kid, but a teenager. Um, dealing with, I really don't want to put my spot like that, but uh, I'm going to use different names. Okay? Um, I don't know how to put it. 
got Randy and Keisha. Okay. Randy, he's like a, a, a close friend. And he was like the type of person that you would call Bruce towards women. Okay. And like at that time, it, like, it was like chaos because we lived together and every other night, most likely every other night, I would hear screams and all that in my, in my sleep or whatever. And I wake up like going on and you know, it, it lasted for about, about a good about two years, maybe a year and a half, possibly. But yeah. After that whole situation, deal with Randy and Keisha, um, it got to a point where it finally got quiet in the house, and I was still having real trauma dealing with the whole situation and whatnot. And I said, I found myself waking up in the middle of the night, hearing screams, but really wasn't nobody there. So, yeah. Um, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I was good. I was good. I, was good. Uh, I went through with counseling for them. I ain't really go to counseling for long about it, but um, it lasted about maybe a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after that, I got past it. And yeah, I'm good now, though. But, uh, I sit through that whole time. And yeah, it was kind of rough because it put me in a mindset where I feel like women, yeah, at that point, like, women are very precious and i feel like no woman should be able to go through certain situations or situations and deal with a man just putting his hands on women and stuff like that so yeah they they're right there it, it made a big impact on me as far as being a man and knowing how to treat women or whatever so yeah at that point um yeah i mean yeah, it was a rough, rough, rough time for me, mentally, feel like it. Yeah. But, so. uh, yeah. But uh, after a while, I got, I got past it, and, um, and I think it made me better. It made me realize what, what not to do and who not to miss me, <laughs> basically. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so those are all very um deep and just you know just traumatic you know situations that majority of you know people in our community have to deal with and just like you know they have the you know the creepy uncle that everybody know that you know probably be touching booty and everything that be be touching tight right like like you're paying too too much attention to how your, your your little cousin hands look or or different different stuff, and we we have to speak about this in our community. It get it it, it gets swept <laughs> it gets swept on the rug. So, um, yeah, it happens. It happens to men, you know, little boys and girls. That's that's the crazy part. And one thing that I spoke about in one of my um, I think it was even my segment or one of my Facebook lives. Like, I realized that a lot of men that have like trauma and dealing with women they had like interactions with an older woman when they was younger 
So do you know anything about any like man that you deal with or friends you deal with that has been exposed to an older woman when they was younger? I know a few. I know a few that's like from a couple a couple of clients that I've had, more than a couple, that it's been a woman. Um I had I say fifty percent of the time, other fifty percent of the time it was a man. Mm. So a lot of it's some straight men out here or heterosexual men that, that actually <laughs> that it's not it's not funny, but you know, um some some multiple cases or for years. Yeah. It's like like it's some girls that's been molested by men. It's some men that's been molested by other men. Right. Multiple times. And it's a friend of the family. I know I know of a guy, he was it was someone that was in the family. And so what uh, so one thing I and, and this is hard to speak on because I'm not a man, but from what they've told me is that they had an issue with their sexuality. So they end up being super macho or overexerting their sexuality at an early age because they felt as if if they wasn't with a girl that they kind of questioned whether or not they should be with a dude. And if they actually did do that, you know, hey, so they questioned whether or not it was bisexual for a while, even mm. though they were very sexual other women and right. things like that. And so I found that some men that are overly sexual or that's having multiple sex partners and things like that, or just having sex with a lot of women, they are really bisexual. They have a they, they have a suppressed they, they have a suppressed sex drive due to the fact that they went through such through the, through that trauma and they never have gotten over. So some some guys I found that's oversexual, it's not because they just like sex like they women, but it's just because they have suppressed desires with they have they have suppressed desires concerning men as well. So they may be bisexual. And so a woman may not be enough. The reason why they have so much sex is because they want to have sex with a man. But you know what? It's like yeah. I, I can't say as a man what that feels like because we live in a very we live in a society that, that shuns especially black men for being homosexual. Mm-hmm. So if a man came out and say, I'm attracted to men or I want to like having sex with men, that's the reason why I'm having sex with so many women to cover that up. Right. That would not be accepted. So the only so the only thing they can do is fake the phone. Now this is not every situation. This is the ones that have came to me. Like I said, it's 50 50. The men that actually were out there like that, they's like my auntie or my friend or family uh did this, 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 and that. So that uh so the the hyper or oversexual men that I not all of them, but half that I've met, they're really bisexual. So that's the reason why wow. I, that's the reason why I speak on these things because it's not the fact that they like having sex, but it's really that they're hiding a whole nother side to them and they're afraid that if they don't have sex with a woman, mm-hmm. they're gonna end up having sex with a man. Yeah. So but that's they, a whole nother level. Yeah, they have to deal with that, you know, inner shadow work. And mm-hmm. yeah, shadow work is very, very, very um it's life changing. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, just healing and just us as a um, 
melanated, you know, race, we have already so much generational trauma that's have been happening to us mm -hmm. for like what 400 years we have seen um mother and and daughter getting beaten raped by their quote-unquote master um men have been beaten and raped in front of their wives and um they uh purposely have other slaves hold them down while they're getting beaten or have them beat them so they cannot hate the master but the hating people that look like them because they was the ones holding them down mm -hmm. so and um it's a show called american gods um, yeah check that out american mm -hmm. gods on um stars and they have a scene in there that that shows a man getting hung and the whole uh reason for his anger wasn't even a, the white man that was hanging him but for the black man to let him get hanged and wasn't doing nothing about it so he wasn't mad at them he was mad at the people that just stood there idly by and let stuff happen just like they be, they be talking about people being racist and all this type stuff and or you guilty just for being in the same area as somebody doing a crime so you you just as guilty so we see people going through these different type traumas and you know about it and you hiding in your family you just as much as the problem as the person is doing it so you mm -hmm. see somebody beating right. or raping or right. or molesting or doing anything to somebody you don't say nothing about it you're just as bad as them well you know what but i think sometimes it's not as easy to tell the truth yeah because we live in a society that judges you first of all right they put you on a pedestal then they judge you for not being perfect or turning out the way they want you to. Right. Then don't let you actually make a mistake. It was, I know this is not as, as deep as like what we're saying. It was a pastor, Michael Todd. I, I love this guy. He always used these really elaborate illustrations on his, you know, on his messages. Anyways, he, you, just check it out when you can. He actually ended up, he was, I actually watched some of the message he was speaking on when Jesus spat into the man's eye, you know, and put over his eyes, whatever. Mm -hmm. This man literally spit in his hand and put on his, the guy's face. Now, of course, that's gross, you know, because I'm like, was he thinking about what he was doing? But, but, I, but, I, but, I, but, but I've been following him for a while. So I'm like, well, he's used balloons. This man have have people lined up and do all this. He he all he 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 uses elaborate or physical examples of whatever his message is. So maybe at the moment he wasn't thinking like, hey, this spit from my mouth on somebody else's face. Right. So he ended up apologizing, but people are like, oh well, you know, people are like demon. People are literally going against the uh, the Christian church right now. Like, oh, well, you know, pastors are doing this, 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 is this, and everybody has something to say about it. But the man on the human, he was like, look, I want to think about it. It was in the moment. And looking at just a pattern of how he preaches, whatever, but hey, he's been doing that. And so I don't, I'm not judging you for one mistake. That's one mistake he made. So now people put him on a pedestal. Now the one thing he did wrong, oh, He's the worst person in the world. Right. So, but uh, that's why they said he who's without sin cast right. the first stone. Nobody. Right. Um, I'm not saying it's yeah. right. What I'm saying is sometimes we we just need to see people as human. Right. And people do. I, I, I'm not saying to 
Accept it. It's just right. to acknowledge it. It's a certain way to acknowledge because what's what, what went on with, with my life? What what even went on with my family? It's a way to acknowledge it and have a healthy way because I promise you, if everybody skeletons came out the closet, everybody did something that that right. honestly we should all be in jail for. So everybody has done something on some. In human, like, 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 dark demon, black, whatever. This dark, we we all have dark histories, and sometimes some of this stuff we would never tell anybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's I, not it's not meant for everybody. And I know else. this because people come to me, just yeah. like people come to you, yeah. to tell me stuff about them. And if you saw them, you wouldn't even guess it. But like I said, like it's a lot of bisexual men out here, and so. A man can be as masculine as ever, but he's bisexual. And and Lord forbid, because I've actually asked friends, and I'm like, are, are you gay? And they were like, no, I ain't gay. Like, but you why? You being so defensive about it. Why you being it? defensive about it? Yeah. Because I've actually, I know a friend of mine who actually caught a friend who actually, um, who actually was uh, watching gay porn. Mm. This is a this is a homosexual over six man. They caught this man watching gay porn. Now he was touched at, a, at an early age multiple times. So yeah. trust me, it's more it's more common than you think, and it's a lot of men that's bisexual, I mean, but they would never back, say it. You go back centuries, really good. Yeah, if you really think about it, like they were doing it way before we were here. Yeah, they've been doing like, it for a long time. Like, right. So I'm not I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying, especially as black men, a black man that comes out to say he's homo, that he's bisexual. Like a woman, as a woman, women usually would not date a bisexual man. Like a man, uh, it was a pastor. He was saying that he was in the porn industry, and he was saying when he was in a heterosexual. It was the money was fine, but he started getting a lot of money when he once he went into the gay porn. But once once a man goes into the gay porn, he cannot go back to heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with dating. If a man is heterosexual and he goes to be bisexual, it's going to be very hard for him to be go to be back in a normal heterosexual relationship. But for a woman, it's different. Yeah. So for men, homosexuality is totally different, especially for black men. Oh yeah. Women is easy. Oh, oh, we like them both. Oh, we, we accept you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like a woman can do that and come back to a heterosexual relationship. A man can't. Mm-hmm. We're like, mm, I don't know. But I but, that's just so um uh, a subject too. Yeah, so we can go on for this about oh, yeah. for some hours and hours, but we only hours. have <laughs> we only have a few minutes left of of this segment. And I just wanted to give everybody's um final thought or what um pointers or something somebody can do to help heal themselves or or if they know somebody that needs healing or want to learn more about shadow work what what can they do well first off one of the things you can do is follow your spirit your spirit guides and your spirit guides are it's your spiritual team and well the basic break it down like you have angels you have spiritual deities protecting you and you have those same deities giving you downloads giving you information that you need and when you meditate like meditation is 
is is is is a must. When you meditate, you connect with these angels. You connect with these angelic deities. You got to be careful with which deities. You got to make sure is your spirit guide. So your spirit guide will lead you to heal. And your inner child, your, I would say my spirit team is my inner child, my higher self, my angels, Jesus, and God. Oh, and my uh, dark self as well. Because, hey, she got a lot of work to do. But one thing I've learned is that tuning in and learning how to tune into my inner child has helped. And your inner child is your true self. That's yourself before life taught you otherwise. So the inner child is another one. Courtney, you would like to say anything? Last words? Yeah, it's just... She really took most, most of the words out of my mouth. You know, as far as meditating, I say I add on just really pray and... Huh? We just pray about what, what the situation may be, and I mean, it's always a way to overcome everything. Okay, well, those and um, also, um, uh, writing in your uh journal yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, and journal. doing yeah. uh affirmations and meditating yeah. and speaking life to yourself mm-hmm. daily. A lot of people we are so hard on ourselves, we like, like Shay was saying, like, we all have. Um, inner demons and, and inner things that we deal with on a daily, and nobody's was nobody was perfect. So it was one of the things that I was dealing, uh, working on this weekend. I was dealing with my mother wound, uh, and dealing with different issues of of me dealing with my mother and and our relationship, and me uh, and my sisters, and how I felt like she could have did a more uh, better job of you know, like protecting us or keeping us close or teaching us things and teaching us about our history and things that and being more nurturing because my mother was always a uh a worker workaholic I always get up and go and always you know type person so also we have inner wounds too yes we all have um when we have traumas or molestations or when we had like deaths in our family or even if, if you have a military parent mm-hmm. that's always gone or if you have a received need, like them, they could have been the best parent ever. But if you like one thing they did wrong, that right. as a child you cannot process, that becomes trauma. That becomes a wound eventually. Right. Your life will avoid. But that's a whole nother level though. Yes, we can go, we can dive really, yeah. really deep into just, you know, doing the shadow work and just just be present and just be present in the moment. And like I said, speaking life to yourself and being a person of service and gratitude and just being thankful um helps you know heal your shadow and you know um just make you a better person overall so that's our time thank you for tuning in to a queen's knowledge um tv and working on your meditation and working on your breath work and just healing yourself queen's knowledge no